It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome into this crossover Thursday, Locked on Bears, Locked on Commanders podcast here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm Lauren Cox from Locked on Bears alongside Chris Russell from Locked on Washington Commanders getting ready for a Thursday night football matchup between two teams that I'm sure much of the rest of the league isn't super thrilled about being in this primetime matchup. But Chris, I think this game has to be better than what we saw last Thursday on primetime with with no touchdowns in that one you think we can get a touchdown in this game uh, i'm hopeful lauren good to be with you as always been a while uh since these two teams meet up uh, or met have met up is what he wanted to say um yeah I, I think we'll get a touchdown i hope don't know which team it'll come from i don't know if it'll be more than one but you know listen um as as Kirk Herbstreet basically eloquently said last Thursday night during that Denver Indianapolis game when when Al Michaels basically set him up with a softball and just said you know like every game is kind of pretty in its own uh, nature he goes you know what I mean and Herbstreet was like nope <laughs> and, and, and I mean you know it, like like there's so many adages we can use about you know putting lipstick on a pig and all that stuff right that probably summarizes quite honestly, at least the feeling going in from a Washington perspective, I can tell you, uh, and and I don't know exactly from a Chicago perspective, at least you've got the young quarterback, you know, who has struggled, but seemingly maybe is making a little bit of progress in year two. Around here, Lauren, it's more of the same. Yeah, what what has been more of the same? What does that look like? What are, What's sort of the, the big storyline for Washington? I know four losses in a row, but how have they gotten to this point? Yeah, well, um, so you win one to start out, and the offense looks really good at the beginning and the end of the game and sandwiched in around a bunch of nothing, of a bunch of terrible play in that same game, right? Which kind of summarizes to me everything that Carson Wentz's career has turned out to be. There's a lot of highs, and then there's a lot of lows, and then there's a lot of stuff in between that isn't really pretty, right? And, of course, everybody wants more highs, and nobody expects perfection, but he's a huge part of the reason, as most quarterbacks are, why they're one and four. Now, that being said, again, there have been some great highs. There have been some moments where 
everything you you want Carson Wentz to be, he's been. But there's been far too many of the low, low lows and a lot of mediocre to bad, even if it's not at its lowest. Um, he's he's one interception shy. If he throws an interception on Thursday night, Lauren, that ties his mark for all of last year in 17 games with the Colts, with the Commanders, and this is game number six, right? Uh, yeah, one, yeah, because they're one and four, right? Game number six. So one interception on, on on Thursday night ties that mark from all of last year, all 17 games he played in Indy. So that should kind of give you a little bit of an indication. And then everything else, quite honestly, has been mishmash, right? The offensive line has been terrible for the most part. The running game's been up and down. The defense has been but much better of late, not perfect, much better of late. The special teams are kind of sloppy and disjointed. So big picture, uh, and that's just the on-field product, the coaching and the game planning and the strategy and the front office is heavily, heavily under fire, as you could imagine here in Washington. Yeah, I, I, we all heard the quotes, I think, from Ron Rivera that were seemingly a little bit out of context that what separates your team from the rest, the right. quarterback position. And I, I know he went on to sort of talk about building around the quarterback and having the supported cast for the quarterback and that it wasn't clearly the the shot at Carson Wentz so, solely that I think the out of context quote had it be, but that's really, I think the storyline for the bears coming into this game too, right? It is the quarterback. And despite the, the two and three record and the loss last week, or back-to-back losses for this bears team, they're coming into Thursday feeling about as, about as hopeful as bears fans have, because that mm-hmm. performance against the Vikings represented some of the most consistent play we've seen from Justin Fields and, and represented the type of growth that, Bears fans have been looking for from Justin Fields up to this point in his career, despite, you know, some of the same things Wentz is dealing with in terms of a, a lack of a supporting cast. I mean, Wentz certainly has better receivers that he's working with there, but I know they've had some offensive line troubles and and that, that has been a contributing factor. The Bears certainly don't have a lot to help their quarterback be in the best position to be successful. And yet last week, especially in that second half, you know, he goes 12 of 13 for 135 yards in that half and a touchdown and really looked the most comfortable, the most in rhythm, had decent pass protection, receivers made some plays, and it was like, okay, this is a little bit of that proof of concept. Like, this is what someday it's supposed to look like more consistently. Not that the Bears are expecting it to be like that every single week and that this team is not going to start winning a bunch of games and, and all of a sudden go on some deep playoff run or anything like that. But, okay, it's it's sort of reminding you that, yes, there is still something here. There is still something to be unlocked. And now everyone's waiting to see, do they continue it against the commanders in this game? Or was it just something about the Vikings matchup that worked well? And can the commanders then come back and maybe, you know, blitz a little bit more, or be more aggressive or do different things to disrupt Justin Fields and, and disrupt some of that growth a- along the way in this process. So I think. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's great points based on what I've seen uh, so far. And with a short week, of course, everybody's crunched for, uh, the ability to really, uh, you know, advance scout or advance look. Uh, but I, I did see a more confident Justin Fields than I've seen. I mean, I saw um, – well, here's my question to you. How much did David Montgomery being back and the ability to not only run, uh, which we saw for the touchdown and what have you, but also the ability to screen, how much did that help, do you think, settle Justin Fields down as they were trying to make that comeback and ultimately, you know, get back in that game in Minnesota? 
Yeah, I will say certainly Dave Montgomery emotionally is is kind of the engine of this offense. Like Fields is definitely the, the face and the leader of it, but like the the sort of like energy and and hustle and determination like Dave Montgomery represents a lot of that in this offense because like overall they weren't running the ball super super well against Minnesota, but like he had a third and eight run for a touchdown and like he had a, a third, a third short run again. Like he's able to like convert a couple of the really important, difficult situations where they hand it off and just let a physical player go be physical and lead the team that way. So I do think there's something to that. They were able to run the ball well with his backup Khalil Herbert. And, and I think a lot of, a lot of what happened against Minnesota is they get down 18 and just need to throw and need to right. sort of open things up and need to get things going in a rhythm and less, less of that pressure to, to like, really kind of force everything and say, you know what, we're down 18. Let's just play. Let's just get some points. Let's put one thing in, up, one thing after another and really kind of move things down the field. And there, there was just a relaxed nature of it that everything kind of fell into rhythm a little bit more. And, and some of that goes to getting the ball to Dave Montgomery in the passing game, in the screens, like you said, and also some of those key hard runs where it's just they need a play and, and he's able to step up and make it and, and give that offense a little more confidence in itself. And I'll just add this real quick uh, on Montgomery and the screen game specifically. Washington has been pretty good at stunt stuff in the run the last three weeks. Even though Derrick Henry got just over 100 yards, they limited him to like 3.6 yards per carry or whatever it was. Uh, it was really one drive where he had a couple of big carries, but where he hurt them a little bit and where Tennessee – Washington's last opponent hurt them was in that screen game. So that's why I brought that up with Montgomery. They had back-to-back -back screens for like a combined 40 yards to Henry uh, and the other running back in Tennessee, which led to it, which was a touchdown on that second of the back-to-backers. And then Henry had another screen uh, down inside the 10-yard line that set up Henry's second touchdown. So again, I, I think that maybe while Washington while Washington did a pretty good job taking away the run, uh, there's always a leak somewhere, right? There's always a leak. There's always something that you can find uh, if you have any clue on offense to kind of exploit something, and maybe that's it. And with Montgomery back, maybe that's something to look forward to if you're a Bears fan. Yeah, you don't want to have those kind of lapses in your defense on your football team, and you certainly don't want to have any sort of lapses in your defense when it comes to your home. And our friends at Simply Safe are here to help keep your home security up the at to the absolute best and be that defense for your home when it comes to burglars and any other threats. Simply Safe has 24/7 professional monitoring with agents that call you the moment a threat is detected and they can dispatch police or first responders in an emergency even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window and door. Plus you can get HD security cameras for inside and outside your home to have smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. Their monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority dispatch. Customize the perfect defense for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. 
experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Chris, it's, it's safe to say in a matchup like this, this crossover Thursday, locked on Bears, locked on Commanders. There's going to be some of these key matchups that end up determining a game like this. We know both of these teams have plenty of weaknesses that the opponent can try and take advantage of, but easier said than done. Where do you look at from a Washington standpoint that, you know, if, if Washington can win here, this is going to be what can put them over the top? Well, you know, you, you look back at that game, you know, against the Vikings and Kirk Cousins and obviously different quarterback, but it was it, it almost seemed like the, the first half was a lot of pitch and catch, pitch and catch, pitch and catch, soft coverage, uh, you know, not wanting to get beat over the top. That's not necessarily Carson Wentz's strength, Lauren. Uh, and he is dealing with a little bit. He's limited. Uh, he'll play a little, uh, a little bit of a bumped up shoulder, right? So, so that's not necessarily his strength to just play pitch and catch and take the easy stuff. But I think because they've had so many offensive line issues and because Carson holds on to the ball that will be a big part of the game plan right it worked for Kirk Cousins in Minnesota kind of take advantage especially if you get again too deep coverage if you get soft looks where you know you maybe make a side adjustment at the line of scrimmage run a quick little uh you know comeback uh, maybe a little hook maybe a slant that type of thing so I want to see that I think you can take advantage of that and then maybe when the Bears start jumping up and maybe anticipating some of that and start you know kind of expecting that that's when you can hit Diami Brown who broke out last Sunday against Tennessee with two touchdowns including a 75 yarder off of a deep uh, under center play action or you could open things up for Terry McLaurin, uh, who also can hurt you deep, uh, and, and maybe Curtis Samuel to some degree. But Curtis Samuel is really good at that underneath stuff at this point in his career. I, I think those are the two guys that obviously can hurt you. Deami Brown, who's limited as well uh, in practice so far uh, this week, and Terry McLaurin, assuming that Jahan Dotson, the rookie, does not play. By the time people watch this, he might already be ruled out. He's expected, David, uh, David. He's David's my partner. <laughs> Sorry. He's expected Lauren uh, to be out of Thursday night's game along with Logan Thomas, right? So um, basically what I'm getting at is if, if Chicago plays soft early and Carson Wentz can play piss and pitch and catch, then that should, should open things up over the top, ultimately off a of play action, um, off of some seven-step drops where I think they can take advantage of that. And then I also wonder, Brian Robinson is now going to play in his second game in the NFL. It was kind of mystery meat, quite honestly, on Sunday. They didn't know what exactly to expect. And now I think they have a better feel for him. So I think he will be the primary ball carrier over Antonio Gibson on Thursday night. And we'll see what kind of pop that gives him uh, and gives them, especially on outside zone runs. Yeah, I think you bring up a, a good point, especially with with the receivers there, that this Bears secondary has been, especially the cornerback position, has been among the more vulnerable spots uh, across this team, in large part because the, the leader of Jalen Johnson has been out the last two right. games now. You know, full disclosure, we're recording this crossover Thursday podcast a little bit earlier in the week because it's a, such a tight, condensed week. Right. So. We're not seeing the, the final injury reports, depending on when you're listening to this, but the Bears have said they generally expect Jalen Johnson to probably make his return to this game, mm -hmm. which then bumps everybody else down the depth chart another notch, which should help a little bit. But still, 
you know, Kindle or Kindle Wilder on the opposite side has, has taken some steps forward this season and it's left the rookie Kyler Gordon, the second round pick in the slot as kind of the weak link there that other teams have attacked more often than not. Now with Johnson out, they were going after Johnson's replacement a little bit more, but it, it's been, it's been a bumpy start for a guy like Gordon. And so when you have a trio over there, like McLaurin and if Dotson's able to go and of course, Curtis Samuel, now you mentioned Dammy Brown also getting in there. Like that's, that's not a bad, that's not a bad set of receivers in terms of, being able to be a productive group there for Carson Wentz, and they can find some plus matchups in there one-on-one. It's been a big matter of whether or not the Chicago Bears pass rush has been able to get home. And last week, they struggled with a lot of that against Carson Wentz in the first half. Seemed like they got a little more aggressive with some some stunts, some blitzes, some twists mm-hmm. in the second half. Not a lot of blitzing. It's it's not a high. It's not a heavy blitz defense right. by any means. But there were a couple times they would bring pass rushers from slightly different areas and got got Kirk Cousins a little less comfortable. And I, I imagine they'll look to do something similar against Carson Wentz to try and disrupt some things uh, on that side. And I, you know, I'm curious really to see how the commanders take that approach with Justin Fields, because the Vikings really laid off him and just did four man rushes. Mm -hmm. And that was why he was able to look the most comfortable in the pocket. I think then we've seen him maybe in his whole career, certainly this season so far. And it was a stark contrast to two weeks ago against the giants when that wink Martindale defense blitzed him over and over and over again. And he was constantly on the run and constantly on the move. And it seems to me when I look at this, this commander's defense, that some of that strength is on that defensive line with a couple of great guys on the interior in Allen and Payne. And then of course, you know, on the edge with Montez sweat. And I'm particularly worried about, about Jonathan Allen versus the bears left guard, Lucas Patrick, that interior has been weaker, I think than the exterior of the bears offensive line. And, if that pressure's up in Justin Fields' face, it's a little bit harder for him to be as dynamic of an athlete if he's if he has to sort of go down and around the pocket and turn around. It can really disrupt the timing of this Bears offense. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, I mean, a key matchup, uh, clearly. And you're right about Jonathan Allen. He's really, really good. Uh, even if the sack numbers don't always a- automatically tell you that. I mean, he uh, lit up Ryan Tannehill on a third down on the first series of last Sunday's loss for Washington. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's so good, so explosive. Deron Payne is in a contract year, having a tremendous year. You mentioned Montez Sweat. He broke out. He had had a bunch of pressures and hurries, but he hadn't had a sack until Sunday. Had two, should have had three. Um, so that is certainly a, a an area where if the commanders are going to win this game, of course, that's where it's going to come from. The question for me is, will they blitz Justin Fields a lot? Like you mentioned, what Wink Martindale and the Giants did a couple of weeks ago. Now, that's Wink's style anyway. I don't know if he did that specifically for Justin Fields. I think you are what you are, right? Jack Del Rio doesn't like to blitz a lot. He did blitz, I think it was seventh most last year in the NFL uh, over the course of the year, Lauren. Because they lost Chase Young and Montez Sweat, they had to generate more pressure in the second half of the season. But that also is what helped them go on a four-game winning streak. So I think what he's going to do is play, you know, of course, more cover three, more conservative defense, try and rush four, get home with four. He'll occasionally blitz Jamin Davis, uh, the former first-round pick linebacker who's been a little up and down and all over the place. He'll occasionally blitz Cole Holcomb. They're Mike linebacker. They play a lot with just two linebackers on the field, sometimes just one. They'll blitz those guys occasionally, but they won't send the house. They won't send a lot of corners and safeties. I don't think at Justin Fields unless Fields is carving them up. And that brings us to the fact that he can carve them up because this defense gives up 
huge, enormous plays and chunks of yardage. And look, I know Pettis had a drop early in the game last week and maybe another one, uh, you know, that was called a drop. I didn't think it was a drop. Uh, You know, St. Brown, obviously, the other St. Brown killed this Washington defense. Maybe his brother uh, can certainly get after it. Um, Again, Montgomery in the screen game, all of that. I think opportunities are going to be there. Uh, this secondary for Washington, again, has given up huge chunks of yardage, huge plays, including a 62-yarder against Bobby McCain, their free safety, last week to a very pedestrian offense. So the Bears are going to have opportunities in this game. Whether they connect on them, that's a whole different story. Oh, and one last thing, Washington doesn't generate any turnovers. Lauren, I'll give you another one. They haven't they haven't generated a turnover on defense since the end of week one. No turnovers, none. Four straight <sighs> games with no takeaways, and the uh, and and the one that they have, quite honestly, was fortunate. I'll, I'll just label it at that. First of all, it should have been wiped out because of a roughing the passer, and secondly, it was just a desperate heave by Trevor Lawrence. Otherwise, they would have zero turnovers or takeaways. Well, those- I should say. Yeah. Well, those those opportunities are are. It'll be interesting to see how these teams are able to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented for them. And I think it's a great way to to kind of test that yourselves with our friends at Prize Picks. The better way to do daily fantasy football because you're not competing against other players. It's you versus the projections available. You pick two to five players, and if they'll score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, and you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. Right now, their projections are Terry McLaurin at 58 and a half receiving yards, Darna Mooney at 43 and a half, Carson Wentz at 227 passing yards, Justin Fields at only 165. So the projections are going to be low passing all around, and, and that's where you can win your money with our friends at Prize Picks, not just for Bears Commanders, but any of your sporting events baseball playoffs, upcoming basketball season, hockey, golf, college sports, you name it. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And when you're ready to withdraw, it's safe, fast, and easy. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with our promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Our crossover Thursday, Lockdown Bears, Lockdown Commanders continues. Lauren Cox with Chris Russell. And it's time, Chris, to get into some predictions for these games. I think we both agree it's going to be not necessarily pretty football. And I think those prize picks projections tell you they're not necessarily expecting Mm -hmm. big time yardage and big time offense. So where do you fall on how this game plays out? Well, I I do think it'll be a lower scoring game, right? Let's start there. Um, 
you know, where exactly, I mean, it's hard to tell because again, it depends on takeaways of field position, all that. Here's what I know. Again, mention that the Washington defense does not generate a lot of takeaways. Mention that their special teams are very spotty. Carson Wentz is again, up, down. He's certainly capable of lighting up the Chicago sky at Soldier Field on Thursday night. He's also capable of throwing three interceptions, quite honestly, and a, a couple of fumbles and a couple of intentional grounding. That's another thing that he does a lot. Intentional groundings, three already this year, uh, and and has, uh, I think, five, uh, I think it's seven fumbles and maybe one, only one lost. He's recovered a bunch of fumbles uh, of his own. Some center has been terrible. So, Lauren, I don't expect – on the Washington end, a prolific scoring output by any stretch of the imagination, even though what you said about the Bears' pass rush and their secondary. I need to see them execute consistently, and they rarely, rarely do. A little bit here, not enough. So for me, I don't see Washington topping 20 in this game. Um, that might be enough to get them to win. That might be enough, but until I see it, I can't put it in my mind that Washington's just going to stroll in on a short week beat up um, and, you know, lacking a lot of confidence. You mentioned the controversy between Ron Rivera and Carson Wentz. I mean, I don't know how that's going to affect, but maybe Wentz is maybe Wentz struggles for accuracy because his shoulder is not feeling right. Uh, I see Washington under 20 in this game. Yeah. I was just, I just pulled up our friends at bet online. They have the spread for this one as a pick them, just straight up pick them. And the over-under is 37 and a half, which is by far the lowest scoring game. Well, that opened up with the Bears minus one on Sunday night, and the yeah. over-under was at 40, Lauren. So it's come down from 40 to 37 as we speak here midweek and, and you know, 48 hours-ish before this game. Uh, and again, people can be watching and listening at a different time. I'm talking about you and, and me. So America yeah. thinks, right, uh, or the public thinks that this game is going to be a woof, you know, kind of affair. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm expecting a lot of field goals like last Thursday, but I'm praying for at least a touchdown on each side just to, just to give us something to watch for. Yeah, I'm 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 with you that I I certainly don't see the Bears coming in here and just like you know blowing out the Commanders by any means. Like there's no neither of these teams is going to come in and and go up 28-0 or anything like that. I will say the Bears have been a second half team thoroughly this season. Every game in the first half, there have been these like disaster like feeling of nothing is going right and the team is going the completely wrong direction and is the worst team in the NFL. And then they've had a bunch of second halves where they look like you're like, oh, maybe this team could go on a run and go to the playoffs. And obviously the truth, I think, lies somewhere in the middle there. And so, you know, I, I think it'll start out with the commanders and Wentz maybe doing a few things early on. And you're like, OK, maybe they're going to be maybe they figured some things out this week. And then second half Bears kind of keep pressing and kind of wear them down on a short week and ultimately climb back and whether or not they're losing and have to make it a comeback or whether it's tied for a lot of the game. I, I think the I, I'm going to go with a bears victory here. And if I had to put a score on it, I mean, 20 to 17, something like that. I mean, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a big gulf between these teams, but some 17, 14, although that would, I would say four touchdowns. So that might be tough. Maybe, maybe 16, 13, where <laughs> each, team, each team gets a one, but then a bunch of field goals around it. I don't know. I, I actually had a question before I give my prediction. How's the bears special teams looking right? Cause they have first year special teams coordinator uh, with them, Richard Hightower, right? Yes. So, Rookie punter has been very good for a rookie punter. Uh, Cairo Santos, the kicker, has been solid. He missed a game a week ago, and they, the replacement was really good. Return game has been okay. Uh, they, they had a bad muff 
uh, against the Giants that cost them a comeback. But other than that, it's been pretty steady. Last week, they just did their first surprise onside kick and didn't get it. But overall, been tackling fairly well and haven't given up any kind of dangerous returns just yet. Uh, that's interesting because, um, you know, I, Rich came over from San Francisco where he's with Kyle Shanahan, you know, for a long time. And and they struggled on special teams. And I worked with Rich for four years uh, here in Washington. And he's one of the best people I you know know in this industry. Uh, and he's a good coach. I mean, I was curious, you know, from what I could see, it certainly looked like a decent operation so far. Uh, but I'm curious as to how that might be uh, in effect, because Washington has had simply no return game. Their blocking is terrible, kick and punt return. Uh, and now Antonio Gibson might be the primary kick returner on Thursday night. So that's a little something to watch out for. But their blocking and scheming has been awful in that regard uh no matter who has been the kick returner all the way back to the start of the preseason uh and then on top of that tress way struggled who's normally a really good punter for them um he struggled on sunday so something to look out for and joey sly's been up and down i think special teams are going to be a bigger factor in this game than anybody will ever talk about i give the edge to the bears lauren and because of that i'll just go ahead and give my prediction i'm going to say the bears 17 and duh commanders 13. I didn't realize both kicker and punter for the commanders, former Chicago bears. They both got their start. They're both training camp, not heroes, but training camp names. We remember from yesteryear. I, I remember when Tressway signed with the then other name that I can't say uh, on this show. I was in Tampa when he showed up and I said, Oh, you're the guy they just signed from the bears. <laughs> and you're right. Joey Sly too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, hopefully it's the most exciting 17-13 game we can get on a Thursday night. I know that's a, that's a low bar, but I know we're both just rooting for both teams to not add to their injury list and, right. and maybe some kind of game that's worth watching for a full Give first us something game. entertaining and yeah. entertaining for our chili cheese dip or whatever dip and uh, hors d'oeuvres you're going to have on the uh, menu for Thursday night. <laughs> absolutely I want to thank everyone for tuning into this crossover thursday podcast and making either locked on commanders or locked on bears your first listen each and every day here on the locked on podcast network we are your team every day if you're looking for your second listen check out the other podcast if you want more intel on your team's opponent this week if you're a commanders fan check out locked on bears if you're a bears fan check out locked on commanders and get everything you need to know about your team's opponent for this thursday night matchup and then come on back to both shows on Friday for our recaps on what happens on Thursday night. It's going to do it for Chris Russell from Lockdown Commanders. I'm Lauren Cox from Lockdown Bears, and we will talk to you tomorrow. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.